I saw Beth's body. She was dead. I know what you saw. All that matters is that it wasn't our Beth. Well, what are you saying? That the, the girl in the metal slab was an imposter? Or another skin pirate minion. Gotham has seen crazier things. In fact, there's one right in front of us now. Turns out the bastard who makes faces in his basement also masquerades around Gotham's elite as the city's beloved plastic surgeon. Right under our nose. We need to call the GCPD and get him arrested. Based on what? Some crazy horror story you and I tell the very same police commissioner who wrongly accused me of murder no less than four months ago. It's the truth. Which can only be corroborated by a lunatic who everyone in Gotham thinks is dead. We need to think this through. What do you suggest? We, we kill him, bury his body, and go on with our lives? <coughs> Rise and shine, you son of a bitch. I was expecting Alice. Well, you got one meaner. What's up, y'all? Welcome back. Another week, another episode of Batwoman's Review. This is Knights in Gotham. This is the Carefree Black Nerd podcast covering the uh, season one of Batwoman. This is season one, episode 15, Off With Her Head. I am your co-host, Rain Coleman, the Carefree Black Nerd. And I have with me today, like I do every episode, none other than... Sid Davis, the one and only host of the Social Introvert Podcast. Yes, yes, y'all. And you don't stop. <clears throat> Sid Davis, y'all. So yeah, the links uh, to Sid and his online presence will be in the show notes. Mine as well, but if you're here, you should already know what my shit is. So, y'all, we're diving into the 15th episode out of a 22-episode run, I believe. That's where we landed. Mm-hmm. 20, yeah. Um, off with her head. In this episode, if I could pull up the description. In this episode, more of Alice's dark past is uncovered when Cartwright shares a twisted story with Kate while Jacob goes searching for his wayward daughter. Bruh. Let me just say this up front. I wasn't always 100% sure about Batwoman and it still has its like issues. Mm-hmm. But the more the more the season progresses, the more I am pretty convinced that this is one of the best comic book adaptations and I say that well no no, maybe adaptation ain't the right word. One of the best comic book TV shows or best comic book um what do you call it? Properties that's not comic book related. And I only say that, and if I'm wrong, you know, let me know. But I say that because of Alice's story. I honestly feel like if you took the comic book shit out of her story and just told her story from episode 1 to 15, probably to fucking 22, this would be a twisted-ass horror, body horror movie. Yeah. <clears throat> like, with this episode... um, it's a lot of, I, I got a lot of Handmaid's Tale, mm, painting, mm-hmm. dreadful mm-hmm. type stuff going on with um, a little bit of, a little bit of a uh, American Horror Story. Yeah, yeah, I got, th- I got that too. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I think either they're just getting Alice right, cause I, I, I really do like the show, but it feels like Alice's storyline is playing on a whole nother level than the rest of the show. Now the show is good. I think it's I think it's it's solid. But everything else feels like a CW show where Alice story feels like oh, if, this is if a- anything I I think cuz you know normally they do TV shows 
based on the bigger property. Like for instance, uh, you know Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Actually, there's an example. Alice in Wonderland. You know that series, the mini series they did on Tin Man. What was this on? Was this on Netflix or was it Nef- um, Nef- Sci-fi. Nef- Sci-fi. Let me look that up because I don't remember that. Yeah, they did one on uh, Tin Man Story. Uh, King Arthur, they did one for Merlin. Mm-hmm. Merlin. Um, I forget what they did with Robin Hood, but they did something with Robin Hood. Like yeah. It was another character. Mm-hmm. Like, um, or, you know, like Lion King. And yeah. they did Lion King one and a half with Simone and Puma. Okay, yeah. Uh, from their perspective. This right here, man, I believe you take Batwoman, all of that away, and mm-hmm. then make this show strictly about Alice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bro. Yeah. This would, I don't know if it would be long on the CW still. I could, mm-hmm. I see it on Showtime or HBO yeah. or something yeah. like that. But mm-hmm. Yeah. This, we'll be talking about this show. Man, they just continue to... Like, when we get to this episode, we get introduced to the either the Red Queen or the Queen. And I'm thinking, like, did they really lay out all of these, maybe not uh, episodes, but plot points? Or was this a retcon? Because either way, this was such retcon. a good... You said it's a retcon? Gotta be a red, retcon. Yeah. Like, why? Why are we just now here? now talking about yeah. this? But this shit, this shit was good. It fit like it, it, it to me. Well, want to answer a few questions, which we'll get to. Spoiler alert: We find out about um, Alice's mom. But that aside, the Red Queen or the Queen or whoever, whatever they called her in the show, was such a needed element, especially since it was so much maleness, for lack of a better term, going on. To introduce her and not to be like, oh, we need to hate women or hate this woman. But she was a very, where where Cartwright was a kind of extreme version of like child abuse. She was as well, but she was in much different ways. Where Cartwright... Was, bro, <laughs> I, thought, I thought Cartwright was creeping me out a little bit. Yeah. Um. I tell you where it kind of got to me when I saw his mom mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is when it kind of like mm. kind of got a little bit of a chill and I'm like yeah. she just looked like yeah she twisted and you know <sighs> throughout the whole season so far with with Alice I'm like mm-hmm. man I'm not convinced that it's like she is so deranged mm-hmm. it's like I don't believe that's all from Cartwright mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. could be and then you could play it out but yeah. I mean, there's something else and then bro. Until this episode is like, whoa, okay. Oh, yeah. I see why she's a little out there. And they just keep adding tragic shit to her backstory, which I think, I don't know if it's intentional, but the way they're doing this really, though I know I'm team Alice, period. Like that goes without saying. But it makes the beginning of the season, it makes me more disgusted. One with Jacob, because fuck him. I don't give a fuck about anything he did in this episode. Fuck him. But even with with Kate, not because Kate was responsible for it, but I'm like, all the shit that she's been through makes the first episode make sense to me. It makes sense that she fucking kidnapped all the crows and tried to kidnap Sophie and fuck up this damn cutting off the light ceremony. Like, all of the shit, this, this, this torture... Okay, this is getting ahead of it, but when... 
when Alice was a teenager or a young adult and she was walking from refrigerator to refrigerator looking for creamer, I'm thinking she could have just gotten away. You have to be so fucked up in the head or so abused that you have the ability to leave the house and you are still like, you're still chained to this house mentally. Right. Bro. This I'm sitting there like, yeah, two opportunities to do this shit. I'm like, yes. Fuck, she not leaving. Yes. Yes. Hard. Yes. Hard. What the fuck? So, man, Adam's been through shit. Fuck. Fuck Kate. I mean, whatever. You. Yeah. You're queer, <laughs> and that's the I thing. I have a problem with her. You, you do? No, I. I didn't. I honestly didn't have an issue with man, fuck Kate her this time around. Fucker. Yes, Jacob. <laughs> yeah, Jacob, he, he a bitch. Even man. though there were some moments where Jacob was, it's yeah. all right. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the start of this show, at you know, at the, sort of like the beginning. Yeah. You know, whenever he can, goes to see Kate, mm-hmm. and how he just bum rushes through the door. Yeah. I was like, damn, nigga, like, relax. That's why. This is like, you... You trash. Yeah, he is. That man is, he's the worst dad. He's the world's worst dad. Uh, yeah, so, it, that aside, we, we open up on a flashback, and uh, Kate, Beth, uh, Mrs. Kane, because, Catherine, no? Yeah, no, what is her name? What's their mama name? Do we Do we know? I forget. Well, Mama Kane and uh, Jacob, bitch ass, I guess they're going to a bar mitzvah. I didn't know that women, uh, girls had bar mitzvahs. I thought it was only boys. Um, so they're yeah. going to a bar mitzvah. And their dad has on a yarmulke. Uh, really pushing hard that Jewish aspect, which I think is cool. But I, I saw that too. And I was like, damn. I was like, why didn't they? Ah, yeah. Where, where did that come from? Yes, that's what I'm saying. I thought it was kind of cool, but I was like, okay. Yeah, you ain't never wore no like even in 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 prison. I was like, well, whatever. I don't know, whatever. I'm maybe I'm just too. But I'm thinking like, nigga, it's if you were in prison, heavy in prison too. So it's like, like, that, find your religion. He doesn't strike me as whatever. Maybe he just stopped fucking with it after his wife died. But I don't know. So we get him talking to shit. A car full of gifts. So this is essentially this is the day. If I'm not mistaken, is this not the? No, it's not. Because this can't be the day that they died, is it? No. Okay. Because I said they was wearing uniforms. They weren't wearing that that um, Jewish stuff. So, yeah. Anyways, you know, they get a, a scene with mom. And she's like, oh, I love y'all. Take this jewelry. You know what I'm saying? You grown now. Um, that's cute or whatever. We cut to um, a girl being stalked down an alley. Now... Um, I hope this doesn't come off like I'm blaming the victim because it's not it. But I just find it silly. And not even just with this woman. You live in Gotham and you are walking down alleys, period. Anybody. it's not, I, I don't understand that. I get it for the effect of the TV show. But homegirl on the phone talking loud like, this nigga following me. He creepy. Uh, stay on the phone with me. And then you get generic villain number one who's like, yeah, you take them clothes off. Or some shit he said. Okay. I, front, man. I would I would have jumped in and <laughs> saved her too. Uh, okay. She was looking kind of right, cause I Bro. was like, 
Yeah, who was there? This black woman. Like, that chick is, well, she might be biracial. Either way, that was a woman of color. And we ain't seen many that look like that on this show. Like, mm, okay. So, <laughs> um, Batwoman pops out of nowhere. Now, this is an issue that I've even had with Batman. And it's not, um, it didn't take me out of the show. I'm fine with it. But maybe you can enlighten me. Is Batman a major player in the superhero game or is he a street level hero? Because this seems, not that it's beneath Kate, but it seems like, what are you, why is this, why are you doing this? See, Batman, I don't know, man. Like, Batman gets caught up in himself so much. Mm -hmm. It's, It's always like, a mix between him being just street level, just yeah. basic, to going on to do extravagant and big yeah. mission, like going to Apocalypse with Superman and mm-hmm. taking down Doomsday and shit in the Furies. Mm, yeah. So it's like a, I don't know, it's a toss up, but the way that pop culture yeah. uh, pushes Batman, I would, he's more upscale. Yeah. Than any other I, I get a I get a little bit of Spider Man with him not not comparing Batman and Spider Man but just in the the sense that they're like the flagship like or well, I guess once upon a time used to be the flagship like personalities of their respective companies where Spider Man is a street level dude but he's also an Avenger and you know parlaying in space and shit but all that being said I was like well why is she ah, saving this chick randomly cool for her whatever bat signal goes off um i do like that the girl was like yeah we'll ask for a selfie but it looks like you're needed somewhere else or whatever and uh we look up and see the back signal batwoman is up on the roof and there is cartwright knocked out tied up leaning against the bat signal with a note that says ask him about mommy dearest or something like that um yeah uh do everybody know to come up on this motherfucker? Like, what? <laughs> this is just, if you can get to the top of this roof, you can call Batwoman. That's what this is? Ah. And how was, how was, I was able to get that man's body to the top of GCPD like that? That's dead weight, fam. That's dead like weight. Motherfucking, um, what's that movie? Weekend at Bernie's type shit. Yeah. Dragging him. Police station yeah. to the rooftop. Oh <laughs> no! Because that man, he got to be. I I give him a, a solid like one sixty, one seventy, depending on how tall he is. But dead weight, maybe not one seventy. Eh, I don't know. Either way, this nigga is up here knocked out. Uh, and then we get one of the scenes that, <clears throat> even though I don't fuck with Jacob, I really liked this scene. Jacob shows up at Kate's bar, beating on the door. She peek her head out like, look, fam, I love you. You're cool. But if I show you this, you can't get mad. And he barges in, like you said, knocks her the fuck down. And and she um, gives him a drink. And we find Cartwright kind of slumped over, tied up. And I'd like to, it was nothing in particular that just made this a standout scene. I just like seeing Kate and Jacob together interacting. If he would have toned it down a bit, it probably would have been more enjoyable. But I just like that family in the same space, working towards the same goal type shit. I, I do enjoy that. Right. Mm. So, um, this is where the story picks up for me. 
Alice is in some house, uh, looking around, climbing upstairs and shit. She goes down and, fi and finds a mouse in the basement of this house with this fear toxin in its face. And she pulls uh, the mask off. And because of the different hiatuses, I keep forgetting that people think she's dead. I kept forgetting that this whole episode. Um, yeah, so he reacts. He's like, nah, motherfucker, you dead and whatever. Then they say the secret password was some Alice in Wonderland quote. And uh, shit get real. Um, I don't know. Mouse. I didn't. I didn't really see that coming. Me either. Me either. I, I didn't see that coming at all. Mouse turning on her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, two things. One. I got to this episode right in the, like, after this part, so, like, halfway through. So, I didn't see any of this initially. But even having watched the back half of the episode, I still didn't see this coming. And he fucked her up. Now, the one issue that I have with Mouse and this, I don't know, interaction, it's not necessarily Mouse, it's the show. Because the way they explain it is that Cartwright put him up to it. He like left a bug in his ear or whatever, but I don't know. Like that wasn't clear to me. Like I know that Cartwright doesn't like Alice. He damn near hates her, but there's nothing to me. And maybe I just overlooked it or didn't catch it, but there's nothing that he's done in the last two episodes when he put him on that fear toxin. That was like, now you must hate Alice. So I, that, his, I, the way I, from what I got from it, it was like a plan from the start. Okay. Before all of this took place, that's that's why I'm going. Okay. Okay. But what bothers me about this? This man has been sedated by fear toxin for, for a month. <laughs> Twelve hours. Yeah. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. Not in your right mind. You're weak. Mm -hmm. Alice, from what we've seen, yes. is dangerous. Speak on it. How are you able to overpower her and then put her in the chair when you didn't knock her out? As, as vicious as she is, mm -hmm. and you just basically have your wits about you all of a sudden. I I don't know. Mm. That was kind of weird, but mm. yeah, no, I'm with you. Like, and you didn't knock her out. Like, if he had maybe picked up a board and hit her in the head, cool. But Alice, Alice has been kicking ass, killing niggas. All fucking season. <laughs> and honestly, I feel as if Alice out of the two is the more powerful one, even if they're both at peak strength level. Like, I, well, let me not say that. Um, he may be a bit stronger, but I think she's more, she has, she's more mentally together and she's able to kind of manipulate, I think, better than he it seems like he depends on her as a kind of a crutch. Like, this is my homegirl. This is my sister. She didn't got me through it. Where she she didn't start off like this. So, I don't know. I just feel like she's a bit more powerful than he is. Oh, um, ever since I've seen that episode, I think it was nine. Mm-hmm. No, which one was the crossover? Nine? Uh, oh, I think so. All the different hiatuses. I think it was eight then, uh, before the crossover. Yeah. Uh, homeboy came back. You said something about Sophia. Mm -hmm. And she. Oh, yeah. The oh. Dude, I was like. Yes. 
<laughs> Alice ain't too sure. fucked with, bro. God damn. Oh my god. Um, let me give a prediction. This is a cold, crazy prediction. I think that they're, and it may be obvious or maybe not. I think that they're trying to set up Alice to be one of the good guys, or at least a morally gray good guy. Not in the Punisher type way, but more or less like in a. I get my family back, but just like let me do my own shit. Um, Demona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that was perfect. That's a perfect um, example of what I'm thinking because the way they had him turn against her and uh, oh, they dropped Scarecrow's name by the way, Uh, Jonathan. What's that nigga last name? Um, Crane. Jonathan Crane. Crane, Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think by making Mouse attack her in that way. You could easily keep him against her and make him be like a common enemy. I mean, he could probably fall back into being her ally, but I think the way they set this up, it's like they see the 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 response that Alice is getting from the audience, and I think they're trying to make them be a dysfunctional happy family. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we get introduced to. The Queen, uh, Corella Deville, she put on a little bit more weight, cause this though, this old white lady, woo, um, interesting thing. So remember fourteen, where we talked about Sophie and her Southern black Bible Belt mama. This woman, for whatever reason, gives me like New Jersey housewife, like she something about her is not. She feels big city, but in a very sad way. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I just noticed the difference because they're both older. They're both women you know, of a certain age or whatnot. And Gotham is, I guess, supposed to be New York. But we get two very completely different personality types with these two older women. So uh, that kind of stuck out to me this episode. Um, she's on an oxygen mask. Which... yeah. That's that's cool. It made, me, it made me realize too. Um, remember, okay, in matter of fact, you brought up Corella Deville. Mm-hmm. Um, I got that a little bit, but the live action 101 Dalmatians mm-hmm. with uh Glenn Close, yeah. And I watched it the other day and I was like, damn, I was like, I forgot how good she was. <laughs> as Corella Deville, yeah. It made me actually think, I was like, what if Glenn Close played? The Queen of Hearts, mm. bruh, because mm. she can, she can still act, she still got it. Yeah. Um, what show is that? Damages. Yeah. Of hearts. Yeah, yeah. No, I um, could, I could see that easily. Yeah, especially against or what do you when you act? What is it, what do you call it when two actors are acting in a scene? Is it against or is it like whatever opposite? No. That's when they both leave, whatever. Especially with this same child actress who's playing Beth. I really like this girl. And I don't know if her and young Kate, if they're either the same person, twins, or two girls that just kind of look alike. But I like her. I like her acting. I, I like her. And I also like in this episode... This thing was explained. I don't know if it was intentional or what, but when you see adult Alice, she's a tall, thin, white woman with blonde hair, bright blonde hair. Young Beth 
was a brunette. She had dark hair. I like that the queen, like, fucked her over. Um, it kind of explained why her hair looks so different. Like, she was talking shit to her, like, oh, bitch, you change your hair. It's like, oh, I only colored it. She's like, oh, that shit used to be pretty. Fuck you, and start cutting her hair. Though that's a small thing, I think it bridges that gap between long, brown-haired, young Beth and older, bright, blonde-haired Alice. Yeah, I think I said that right. So that's that. Uh, the queen, look at this necklace on Alice's uh, neck, and she's like, hey, man, that shit pretty. Uh, where the fuck you get that? And I don't know if Alice was protecting her family or maybe protecting Cartwright or what she was doing but she was like yeah you know I honestly don't remember or if she honestly just like lost memory that that was her mom's or I don't I don't know what's going on there um because she got the necklace from her mom of course when she was a kid and that kind of bothered me with the with the show not not with the actors but with the show itself I think that, go ahead I think that was intentional it was when she she asked, where did you get that from? Yeah, almost in a way as if, um, as if Cartwright had rehearsed with her. Okay, okay, that makes more sense. How to respond and what to say mm-hmm. to the Queen of Hearts mm-hmm. when she arrived. Okay, and it, it looked like she was about to respond with mm-hmm. the right answer until Cartwright kind of glanced at her a little mm-hmm. bit. She was like, I don't remember. So, and that brings me to my next. Not necessarily issue, but like question with how much did Cartwright tell the queen about this girl? That's what I'm not much. I don't think he said much about her, but she just you. First of all, I have one son and I visit this motherfucker after like two years and he got a a grown ass girl who's older than my grandson or maybe she doesn't even know because remember she was like, who's this? this young man or this young boy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and then when he said, this is my son, da 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 she looks surprised as if. Yeah. Like, you have a son? Like, oh, my God. Yeah, Carl, I, did he steal Mouse? Is Mouse his kid then? Is that his biological I, kid? We don't even know now. Someone, is Mouse really his child? <laughs> oh, man. See, I don't know. So she says, you know, yeah, you, you fix his face beautiful because, you know, he was cut up or whatever. And then she's like, oh, you're going to fix this face. So we see that the Queen of Hearts is like obsessed with youth. Um, if this came from another show, I would probably be a little bit on edge with this one because it's Batwoman and this is more of like a feminist type show. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that because I think that's that can get tired if it's the older woman who's chasing youth and beauty hating the younger woman but this i think it works um yeah, especially when i saw it mm-hmm. the only time i saw it being done right was um was nip tuck mm-hmm. now, i think that was like one episode though it's mm-hmm. just maybe one or two episodes yeah i forget but that's no. the only time i've ever seen it done right besides this well i i thought this was good um use that hashtag kig pod if y'all agree if you disagree explain why um but i, I liked it and <clears throat> we go back to kate's bar where dad and and kate are like interrogating homeboy and um they talk about how they can't go to the police because if we do this man has been uh like decorated 
ad, um, advocate or ally of all of the rich, wealthy people in Gotham. Um, we can't tell this story because if we tell them like what he's doing here and why he's here, I just got out of jail. What did he say? Like four months ago or four weeks ago or some shit. Uh, so nobody's the only person who could corroborate this story is the man who we would be turning into the police. And I like this switch, even though I don't fuck with Jacob. I like this switch from Kate being the vigilante and her dad being the like straight and narrow dude to this situation where she's like, we got to go to the police. And he's like, no, we got to kill this motherfucker. I do. I did appreciate that. How they switch roles so quickly. That was okay. Mm-hmm. But it bothered me. I kept thinking of like the stuff from the past. It's like, oh yeah, fuck him. Do you want to take him to the police, Kate? Mm, yeah. But it, like, like what you said, how the roles have switched. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jacob just don't care now. It's just like, okay, all right, all right. I see what you're trying to do. I still say fuck Jacob. It's fuck Jacob all day. Uh, <laughs> I only could think of you were in the same house with your goddamn daughter and. Like, if you was just a regular dude, maybe I'll let this go. But you have a security... Co- like, you never... And I'm I, I'm going to bring it up again. Even if you didn't find Kate in that... Uh, Beth in that house. My thing is, I run a security company. I'm going to keep tabs on this nigga for the next 20 years. What the fuck? So, fuck oh, Jay. Right. Fuck Indeed. him. I hate him. I hate I don't see how he... That, that episode still fucking bothers me. Yeah, yeah. You, they can't redeem him for me unless you do another crisis and you switch the Earths and the whatever else. But even that, whoever you switch it to, I'm going to hate that nigga too. So, yeah, that shit happened. So, we talk about the red, the Queen of Hearts and shit. Uh, uh, Mouse ties up Alice. Talk about she, you know, she a psychotic bitch and she's the reason why her family fucked up. And um, how much he hate her and just a bunch of shit. And this was a sad scene for me, though I was shocked as hell when it happened. I was like, shit, man, they're, they're brother and sister. They're Team Rocket. They're Alice and Mouse. They're fucking, you know, Bonnie and Clyde. They're like backs against the wall. We There's something, I don't want to say poetic, but there's something, for lack of a better term, poetic about their relationship like you y'all have though kate is your biological sister and you come from money and you're wealthy white woman and all this other shit you and mouse were went through hell together your formative formative years were spent tied to this man and y'all were just trying to survive there's something there that's like to see him attack her was kind of heartbreaking because i'm like damn man this is your sister. You've y'all have gone to war against your dad together, and we end up here. It's fucked up, man. It's yeah, fucked I, up. I still been under like the, that scene caught me off guard so much. Yeah, I was like, "What the hell?" Because I really thought it was just this bond. Mm-hmm. And at first, we thought that this man was not alive, so these two plotted mm-hmm. to kill him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. Now that he's alive, I'm like, okay, they're going to find a way to take him out for good. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, no. It's like, yeah, I was plotting against you the whole time. It's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And fuck this show, because I feel like Mouse should have been more, and I'm not a medical doctor, but more psychotic. Like... 
Yeah, maybe that's on the actor, but I feel like this was just the, the same. Like I, I felt the tension and anxiety like watching him, but it felt like he wasn't really too far removed from the regular level of quote unquote crazy, um, or or not quite well that he normally is. I feel like okay, this ain't this is this is pretty much Mouse. This is him. Um, yeah, but even with Alice at the end of this, I was like, well. Maybe she's just stronger, um, but I feel like she should have been a bit more whacked out. Cause honestly, what is fear toxin? What does this do? Like, doesn't this drive people crazy seeing their worst fear? Like, drive them to what? Arkham. We seen some jacked up shit in the animated series. Yeah, with Scarecrow, but I think it really, it it really showed what it could do in Batman Begins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like they did that so well. Um, like the I think it was the scene with Scarecrow. Mm-hmm. I tried to get Batman with the fear toxin. Yeah, Batman does a little reversal move on him, mm-hmm. and Scarecrow saw some demonic looking mm. bat creature, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the other scene, whenever he was talking to uh, Falcone, where he went to talk to him in that uh, prison cell. Yeah. And then it started freaking Falcone out. And Falcone was just driven insane. So it's like, it has to be dangerous. I don't know why. To me, I don't know. They didn't really push it that far. Yeah. Yeah. Mouse. They they really went extreme with Alice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like some zombified Queen of Hearts looking shit. I yeah. Fan. Yeah. That creeped me out a little bit. Very. Like, what the fuck is this? And I get it because we see what happened, why it's like that. But God damn, is this a spiritual? Is this a horror film? It's like that's what I'm saying, man. Alice has the best storyline in this fucking show, but that storyline enhances all the other ones for me. Like I, man, that's when it made me realize I'm like this show. If they were gonna do a show based on the Batwoman universe. Mm -hmm. They should have picked Alice and just strictly did a show on her story. I bet they're kicking themselves for that now because Rachel Scarston or Scarsdale, uh, she she's killing it in this role. Like, period. Yeah. Like, I, she need whatever daytime prime TV show Emmy. I don't know whatever award it is. She needs to get one. I, I love it. Like, even people who aren't really too fond of the show, they're like, bro. The highlight for me when I watch this is mm-hmm. Alice. Hands down. Period. Everybody says that. They're like, yo, Alice, I might not like Batwoman, but yeah. she, that, that's the real deal right there. And honestly, even without the backstory, and this is why I know that this is a good show, or at the very least, that Alice, Rachel is so good. Because before we got all this backstory, her acting, the way she delivers her lines, her, um, her presence on screen, like, it, they're doing her justice and i don't even know about the character in the comics but if if she's a fraction of what we're getting from this alice i'm sold already this i'm a fan i'm a fan <laughs> bro i'm a, i'm just that's it i don't and I don't, I don't i don't really be standing for white women like that but alice is definitely on my list where my short list i like me some alice Man, Ooh, okay, um, okay. So the B plot, which is 
Mary and Luke go on an adventure. Now, I like seeing them together, but I don't always like the portrayal of Luke. And this was one of them times where I was like, oh, what is this supposed to be? Um, I get that all black people aren't the same. I get that what one person like, the other people do not have to necessarily like. But Luke, maybe it makes sense in the show considering like his father was quote unquote killed by some thug. But the way he's acting towards, wait for it, Mad Dog, um, kind of was off-putting to me. Um, he comes into Mary's clinic. He's like, oh, this is the famous clinic, blah, whatever. And she's like, yeah, you know, thank you, which, I mean, did we get a, a increased budget for the second half of the season? Because these people working in there is almost running like a full hospital. <laughs> um, but we get Luke. Okay, so Mad Dog is a guy who Mary put out a flyer looking for, like, a partial uh, license plate for a particular car, which is the car of the person who shot and killed Beth. And Mad Dog came with the flyer and gave her the information. Luke is like, man, fuck this nigga. He a nigga. I should be the only black person, black nigga on this show. And he's a drug addict. Like, it was the way they, I didn't really like it. I didn't like this interaction. Um, but then I'm like, if this was real life and you trying to solve a murder, and this guy, he's pretty much a skeptical. He's like, man, you, you just gave this nigga $1,000 and he could be lying to you. I get that part of it, but I don't know, man. I was like, Luke, nigga, where are your black friends? Shut the fuck up. So, yeah. He was kind of like, he was sizing them up a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like Luke, relax. Ah, that nigga. Um, yeah, so we, we uh, go back to the, to the bar and... Father Dearest, Cartwright, is pretty much telling them, Kate and uh, Jacob, about what the shit that Alice went through. About, you know, oh, yeah, I was I was bad, but my mom was worse, and, you know, such and such, and this and that. But he pretty, what he says is, the shit that I got my son hooked up to, this fear toxin, is fucking with his brain. He thinks that Alice is dead. I put a bug in his head that she was the thing that fucked up our family. So, when he see her, when Alice comes to save him, that shit gonna, you know, make him snap and he gonna kill her or attack her or whatever, which he did. We saw that already. And um, I do also like that he says pretty much that what happened, which is that Miles is gonna hook her up to the fear toxin. And he, he mentions that that's the last thing you want. Like Alice is focused. Alice is in her right mind for the most part. So she does what she needs to do to get her shit done can you imagine what would happen if she was hopped up on this fear toxin shit and she's no longer sane like anybody could get it which i thought was a legitimate concern like alice is pretty focused she's killed but she's like this is she could have done more damage than what she's done so far so yeah this nigga so he's uh yeah, he, he's talking about Alice and the, and the Queen and being tortured and shit. Jacob lunges at him, chokes him. Kate got to pull him back like, no, nah, don't do it. If he did, we're no worse than, than he is, which, mm, but not to be funny, has, has Cartwright killed anyone? I feel like he that, hasn't killed anyone. 
I don't. Beth is the only one. And he didn't even kill Beth. Well, I mean, he killed Beth like mentally, but like that that person who he abused and tortured, she's not dead. So if you kill him, like, wouldn't you technically be worse than him? I mean, I don't know. Um, but there's that, which was, I always hate that about superheroes. Like, man, just kill this nigga. Like, break his legs or something. Like, pull his toes off. Give him some pain. But, whatever. Um, we get into Alice's flashback where she is going through it. Having these memories. Now, when we first see Beth and the Queen, it's it's a, a few words. This is where shit gets turned up. Beth brought this woman some tea. She called her Your Majesty and shit. This oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no go ahead. Uh, yeah, um, I wasn't paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. You know, when you watch TV shows, you see people having a hallucination. Mm-hmm. That's where my mind was until I, I was like, all right, no, 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 no. Okay, this is Batwoman. This is Alice. Been <laughs> in this man's house. Yeah. And then the whole, yes, your majesty. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. I was like, oh, this old ass woman is a whole different type of fucked up. Yes. Yes. This bitch is crazy. This woman gets her, and I'm I'm mentioning old as a descriptor, not as a derogatory term. She gets her old ass up, turns around to Beth, who just gave her some tea. And she said... (laughs) You you drink tea, right? She like yeah. She says so. You know how how tea should taste. It shouldn't be sweet, right? She whoops the fuck out of bed. Like she smacked this girl across her face. They and then we go to a montage of all the shit she's done to her. She's poured boiling hot water on her hands. She's like, well, if it's too hot for the hands, it's too hot for the lips. Nick, I, I right. This just proves that Alice is the best character. She has been through so much shit, and y'all keep fucking with her like uh, I get the black and white part of it where Alice is a villain so she needs to be stopped but then the other part is I think it kind of lends itself to a conversation about rehabilitation when it comes to crimes and, and criminals this is a very extreme example but I am pretty sure one if not some if not all of this shit that has happened in this show to Alice has happened to some kid or some adult somewhere probably happening right now this shit is horrible like and then when you look at the difference in upbringing yes Kate grieved for her sister and whatever else but you still were able to go on live your life in the wealth and privilege not even mentioning white privilege but the wealth and privilege that you got just by being born a cane and even though, yes, you're queer, so you're dealing with issues with being a lesbian and all of, that's not negating any of that. But if you look at where you ended up, you ended up a lesbian white woman, conventionally attractive, owning a bar that gives you revenue, that you also have access to all these technological gadgets and shit. And then you also are able to walk around being both a vigilante, a business owner, and you're just a regular ass person. Like true enough you got some fucking homophobia at the restaurant you went to and you know back in the day when you was at I don't know Killer Academy but when you look at the upbringing overall your sister grew up in a basement sewing faces onto her brother's face like bro 
this it does not compare. No, no, because we're not there yet. It was oh. something I was gonna bring up too. I don't know, well, that's all I got is that hey, this montage really fucked with me because it just showed how deep the torture and the abuse ran that when this girl was, I'm going to say, 18 to 21-ish, when she was grown and able to walk, to the point where we have Rachel, the actress, pay, playing older Beth, you have the ability to walk and come and go as you please and you still confined to this house. You still, like, serving these people. Man. Man. Yeah, it made me, um, man, the montage really kicked in for me because I always wondered, I'm like, bruh, it's like, she's, like earlier I said, Cartwright, it, it really doesn't justify that mm-hmm. Alice is jacked up because she's had so many chances to kind of, you know, turn and yeah, be herself again. But she's like, no, I'm way too fucked up. I'm way too gone. Yeah. This right here is like, oh shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now it kicked in. I said, like, okay, I see why. Yeah. She's the way that she is. Yeah, and this is shit. Wish it happened sooner. Yeah, I. And this makes me think, like, if somebody dealing with issues similar to this in real world, what what? I would be interested to see what type of treatment would that person have to go through. Like, is it just talking to a therapist? Is it something more hands-on is it like literally being locked in an asylum like what what would the person dealing with childhood trauma like that have to go through as an adult seeking treatment what would the treatment be because she's been through a lot man bro most people um they wouldn't even resort to what alice is doing Mm -hmm. that's the type of person that would isolate themselves Mm -hmm. from society Somebody that's just extremely different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, like, no, we will have her kill folks. <laughs> right, bro. That in response to her abuse. Who she? Yeah, she's she's a piece of work, man. We get back to Kate's bar where her and dad and Daddy Dearest are talking. He's explaining why his mama won shit. While she stole Beth's innocence and joy and life force and shit. And I'm like, man, we can say that she did, but it started with you when you locked her in the basement at your house. Like, that's where it all began. She wouldn't have even had interactions with this woman if you hadn't have kidnapped her. So, I get you trying to say, like, oh, she was more emotionally abusive, but mm, she only got to her because you got to her. So, there's that. Um... Cartwright. Like, how do you say that and then get to the scene mm-hmm. and, and end up slapping her? Like, like yeah, huh? yeah. Like you were adding on to that. Yeah, this motherfucker. So while Alice uh, Beth is going crazy looking for creamer because apparently the queen loves her creamer, uh, she goes out to to the garage and she looks in the refrigerator there, um, and shit she sees a locked refrigerator which had me kind of think well i mean well i was gonna say well why didn't she notice that before but then at the same time i'm thinking maybe like there's shit at my house that i know i just overlook 
just by just walking in the house, I'm just used to seeing it. So it's probably something I'm like, damn, well, I didn't notice that pillow was right there. So I'm not too upset at that. Um, but there's a lock on this refrigerator and she goes to the refrigerator. Clearly she ain't got a key so she can't open it. Jacob, uh, not Jacob, Cartwright shows up at the garage door and is like, the fuck you doing? And she's like, well, you know, we need creamer, you know, queen hates me and whatever else. He comes over and smacks the shit out of her, right? Mm-hmm. Fuck are you doing? I I just don't get the you're point. Just so sympathetic. Or have people sympathize with you. Fuck him, man. I hope he died too. Um what is the point is my question now. What was the point of kidnapping Beth? One, you didn't hold her for ransom. Two, you raised her, but was she merely supposed to be a companion for Mouse? Um and even if that was the case what were you like did you how did he find her i need to see the flashback where he stumbled upon her like were you going to find another kid and then she just happened to wash up on shore like what is it it seemed like it's too much to be juggling and that's it also it also adds to something else that i want to know too because it's just so many questions raised after the reveal Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i agree what made Alice just all right? Um, that's it. Um, I got I got questions. Yeah, yeah, same. Uh, one question that I uh, and I'm genuinely asking because I can't remember. Didn't they say the alias that he created had a wife and kids? Mm-hmm. Where are these kids at? Where's his? Like, did he get divorced? The wife and kids are apparently supposed to be. The wife is supposed to be the queen of hearts. That's what it was implied. Okay, okay. Kids, Mouse, and Alice. Well, then, okay, cool. Um, So we cut over to Luke and Mary in a junkyard looking for a car. They find it. They do a little detective work, uh, and they they find it. So Luke opens the trunk and uh, pops the, I don't know, I'm not good with guns, but he finds a gun, do whatever you do when you, pop that shit to make a bullet come out or a casing come out and sees that it's the bullet, the same type that shot and killed Beth. Um, meanwhile, Mary gets a call and this is where the episode falls apart a little for me and only cause maybe I don't, I'm missing something. Kate calls Mary, but I think it's from a, it has to be from like an unknown number. Because she says, whoever you are, don't want what you're selling and take me off, take, put me on your do not call list. And Kate's like, oh, Mary, I need your help. So, so whatever. she's like, oh, Batwoman? And I was thinking like, Kate didn't, Kate didn't respond to that. She was just like, okay, so this is what I need you to do. That, what's going on there? Like, do we? It's like, He's supposed to be the assistant. Yeah. Or well, we assistant to Kate, but mm-hmm. he's like the supposedly the handyman to Batwoman, mm-hmm. the gadget. You you know how to disassemble a rifle and cock back the, the goddamn gauge on the rifle, but you can't. I don't know. Um. Didn't see any 
Was there some type of correspondence between Mary and Batwoman? And that's, I don't think so. I don't think, and I'm thinking like, okay, maybe Batwoman gave her a phone, but that's not it because why would you then answer the phone like, oh, I don't want what you're selling. Put me on your do not call list. Um, I get calling her because she's a doctor or a med student. I get that. But I'm very confused as to why would you, why would your number not be stored in her phone? And why would it come through his incoming call? And then why would she mention, oh, Batwoman? And then you not say, like, why was that not addressed? Um, this is, this, yeah, this was kind of weird to me because I didn't understand clearly. I, I didn't, there wasn't a clear understanding of what the hell was going on. I didn't, because then Luke was like, Oh, who is that bad woman? What is she? Yeah, what is she calling? What is she like? It feels like out. if he didn't have any type of connection. Yeah, that's yeah, and that bothers me even more than the way Kate talks to him because I don't like that. But it bothers me mainly because it's like you're uplifting Mary's character to get her close to Batwoman, but you're shitting on Luke's character when this is all that we have is that he is Batwoman's fucking sidekick, her, her guy in the chair. We don't get his family life. All we get is that Lucius Fox is his dad and he was murdered. We don't get anything. We don't know what the fuck he does when Kate's not around. Um, he's the magical Negro. And so I like that Mary's getting closer to Batwoman, but at what cost? Like, what is that doing to Luke's character? Don't have him out here like some fucking weirdo or some nigga you could just walk all over when he's supposed to. I don't like that. I don't like it. I, I remember know. how they were supposed to be. Well, in a sense, was it last episode where they bought up um, Lucius Fox's killer? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. And then some um, alleged corruption going on in the crows, and I'm thinking, like, oh shit, okay. Now we're gonna get a, a little bit of uh, backstory about Luke mm. and Lucius Fox situation. Where is that? Yeah, we got. This is like they keep jumping from one time period to like the next. Mm -hmm. It seems like it's been weeks. Mm -hmm. Or I I don't know. No, I'm I'm with you. It's it doesn't make any sense, especially when you we got a very special Sophie episode, and I get that she's like the love interest, but when you only have like maybe five or six main characters on the show, we already had tons of fucking interaction with Mary and her mom. We got so much with her in the hospital on her own. She's a fully fleshed character. We don't get anything about Luke but his time spent with Kate. We get Sophie on her own. We got, you know, we know she had a husband. She worked for the Crows. Uh, Jacob, you know, we he's a main character. Everybody else on the show, we get we get a lot more from them than just their relation to uh, Batwoman. But with him, that's how he entered the show, and that's where he stays, and I don't like that. Like, nigga, give me more. Give me something. Is he fucking anybody? Uh, do he got some homeboys? Do he hang out with him? Do he go on trips? What the fuck does he do? What was he doing before she saying, showed up? Hmm? Um, I keep saying with Beth, the from Earth ninety nine. Yeah. And right after that, they had the episode with the vampire. Then that brought up the subject of the type of blood Mary has, mm -hmm. and I'm thinking, okay, 
they're going to make it a way where Beth and Alice can coexist mm-hmm. on the same earth. I mean, with all the crazy shit going on, I mean, you might as well add an actual vampire, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. to another fucking universe. Yeah. And, um, and I'm thinking those two are going to coexist. Because mm-hmm. even Beth, Beth was showing some interest towards Luke. Yep. So it's like, she just gets shot and then that's it. Mm-hmm. And then he has lines throughout certain, you know, some of the episodes where yeah. he's like, I just let her die in front of me. And I'm like, yeah. why the fuck is that even there now? Yeah. It's just, like, it's just wasted. Yeah. This is, this is, th- especially because, yeah, you set up like a little slight romance and I did, you know, whatever. I had my issues, but I, I think I would have been okay with that had she stayed alive. But don't then make this be like his painful, traumatic incident when everybody else has had more shit happen and shit happen on screen. Um, I mean, not that that didn't happen on screen, but hell, we got Alfred's daughter or niece or some chick. Like, we got more about her and the shit she going through and dealing with and more interaction with her on screen than I feel like we're getting with him and something that is independent of Batwoman. So even if it would be different, if you know, just show, every time he fucking fall in love with a girl, she end up dead. Give me, give me that shit. You know, give me something. Uh, mm. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm. I've seen more with Alfred than I've, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I, I agree. And I don't know, man. I just feel like don't watch shit on him. What for what? Because I, honestly, I don't see the the point. In the way that he gets treated on the show, um, I get that there could be some back and forth, some sparring, some you know caddy comments and whatnot. But I don't understand why that is. Now you tell me, is this something that goes on on every CW, DC show where there's like two people who keep constantly going back and forth with each other, or somebody who's like the nerdy one who gets kind of pushed around? Um. um... Arrow, there was something with there was something with Dino Lance mm-hmm. and Black Siren. Okay. Um, I don't want to give it away because it's like it's okay. something like I don't see how in the fuck these two could be in the same room, yeah, and interact with each other. But there was some some cattiness going on, and after a while, they were really cool with each other. Which again, I don't see how in the hell they mm-hmm. were able to coexist mm-hmm. with same vicinity. It's, it's just wild. Yeah, and you also had you also had moments between um, also an Arrow mm-hmm. with Felicity and once again um, Black Siren. Okay. For moments like that. Well, whoever Black Siren is, fuck, you, fuck that person. God damn it, shit. Black um, Siren is Earth... Black, you know Black Canary mm-hmm. on Arrow? Mm-hmm. Not to give nothing away, but Siren is the Earth 2 version. Okay, okay. That's enough for me. I, I think I get it. Um, I kind of saw something like this when I watched that one episode, Grod Friended Me, which is the Flash episode, maybe 13? I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but with that black guy, what's his name? Sebastian? Samuel? So it was something. But he was like a new guy in the chair for the Flash. And he was like dealing with it. Emotionally, he wasn't coping with these new people being here. And, you know, that was cool. But I saw kind of bits and pieces of that 
with him. But even with that, it was more or less that black guy, that nerdy guy was sad that he did some shit that fucked up an idol. And people were like, you know, nigga, man up. You got, you did this and we all damn near killed Barry at one point in time. So suck it up and we're going to get this going. Whereas with Kate, it just feels like, it just feels like a lot of picking and teasing and that wouldn't be an issue, but it doesn't seem equal. It, it feels like he's the comic relief and I don't understand why. I feel like if you change their interaction to be more serious, not like Alfred and Bruce type serious, but more or less like we're equals. Because even when it's not fucking around with, with Kate and him, he's getting his ass whooped by anybody who comes into the Wayne Manor. And 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 that or Wayne Enterprises. And that bothers me too. So I don't know. I just I I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Me either, God damn it. Um, yeah, so Mary fucking around in the, the Wayne Enterprises library trying to find a secret hang, hangout or something because uh, she know that, you know, her sister's Batwoman. And we go through all this shit with Alice and the hallucinogen. Man, again, kudos to Rachel. She deserves every award. Um, she sees Batwoman come in to save her. Then Jacob comes down and he getting ready to try to kill her. Batwoman saving her. And then all of a sudden they turn and like, man, she ain't worth saving. Fuck her. And they, you know, leaving her there. So it's a lot of emotional shit that, that is terrible, period. So Alice rocks herself out the chair. Uh, she gets out of the restraints and she runs her ass upstairs to get out, but she's locked in. And this is another thing that I liked about this episode that she contemplates suicide. And they do it in a way that I think a child could, a child, a kid could watch this and not be traumatized. But then again, I'm not a kid, but I think it would be a kid friendly enough attempt because it wasn't, she knocks out a, a glass window. She picks up a shard and she contemplates it, but she doesn't like split her throat. Whereas a few scenes earlier, fucking Cartwright tried to kill herself. You know, he got out of his restraints broke a glass uh, cup and split his throat, which I didn't expect that that happened. Um, trying to attack Kate and Kate was going to end up beating his ass. Yeah. That's what I thought was about to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Kate did a lot in this episode. Kate did a lot. Uh, but as soon as Alice puts the, the shard up to her, her neck and talking shit about killing herself, her dad popped in. I think she said something like, you're not real or something. Um, and this was a really good scene. You know, I'm always team fuck Jacob, that nigga ain't shit. But I thought this was a really good scene. He creeps up on her and he pulls out like an EpiPen or something, knocks her down the steps and stabs her in her arm. Um, but it's adrenaline. He's saying that adrenaline would, would nullify the toxin or burn it off or something. I don't know if that's true. Comic book logic, I'm cool with it. But... Alice has been through a lot, bro. <laughs> shit. shit. I'll go with the whole adrenaline thing, but that goddamn um, is it, Kate and Cartwright. There, there's a scene in there where I'm just like <laughs> looking, like you got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah, <laughs> I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, I sure the fuck think I do. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I get it. I um, 
for those of you who are watching Black Lightning and Batwoman, uh, y'all let me know if I'm if I'm reaching, but I feel like Alice is the um, painkiller or Khalil of this show, of Batwoman. If you watch Black Lightning from season one all the way through season three, and you can't come away with Khalil being the most disrespected, the most traumatized member of that cast, just like you would with Alice from just this episode, I don't know which show you watching. The amount of shit that, these, that both of these people are dealing with, not even the physical stuff, but just the emotional shit is fucking out there. Um, seeing her father come in wearing his the only outfit he owns, I guess, um, to save her and for her to call this nigga daddy after all the shit that she been through, like, man, this was very much a, um, intervention type breakthrough moment. And I, I, I enjoyed it, man. <sighs> I enjoyed it. But we get to the end or close to the end. And, uh, this is one of my other favorite scenes or scenes that were favorites of mine is when all three of them were in the bar together. Not that there was necessarily because still it's fuck Jacob all day long over here, but seeing him with his two daughters and they aren't trying to kill each other. I really enjoy watching them on screen. I really did. Really did. I, I just, I don't understand. Cartwright <laughs> slitting his throat, his own throat. Talking to Mary. Mm-hmm. What type of injury is it? Um, get some needle, th- you know, sew it up. Mm-hmm. I have a staple. What the fuck? He should have died. He's a- that right there is his instant death. Mm. And then they tried to make it look like it was logical. Like, they had the confidence to do that shit. To make it seem like it would work. I'm like, do not try that shit at home. Mm. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, especially when she... Gun. Um, Mary said, like, hold on to the pinch points or some shit. But Kate moved her entire body from holding his neck to the bar to get the stapler to come back. So whatever she told her, you know, now don't stop holding whatever. Like that nigga should have been dead. He should have bled out. Man. <laughs> I'm just sitting there like, bro, they really going for it. Yeah. They, they, they sold it. <laughs> oh man. Um, Jacob and Alice are at the upstairs of this, um, whatever house she's being held in and they're they're talking and she's um damn what'd she say oh you think this is about you or oh, you think this is about Cartwright he ain't you know that ain't what sent me off the wall or whatever and Jacob yelling at her again I'm thinking like nigga I mean I get that you're upset and I get that you're mad with even with Alice at this point but you yelling at her has never has never improved anything. We find out that Mabel, and this is what kind of fucked me up too, because I caught the episode in the middle, so I thought what Cartwright and Kate was talking about had happened in the show, where he was talking about her mom and how pretty she was and whatever else, and you know the necklace that she gave y'all, and he saw her in a in a hotel parking lot or some shit. Pretty much, we come to find out what happened to their mom. Um, 
And Alice is the one who found their mom. And their mom's head was in the refrigerator that was locked up. Uh, the Queen of Hearts was wearing that jewelry, that the earrings that their mom had. And uh, this bitch says, oh, where, you know, I got, these are a gift from my son. Don't you like these? Now, this had me a bit concerned because I was like, did she really, does she not know where the earrings come from? Or does she know if she's just trying to fuck with Beth? I didn't, um, that wasn't clear to me. Uh, either way, she deserved what she got. Who, um, yeah. So Beth walks into uh, past Beth walks into the uh, the garage or shed, opens up the refrigerator, and she sees her mother's head staring back at her. Well, not staring, but dead. That's when I was really like, okay, what the fuck is this show even? This is not a CW show. Like, I. You can tell automatically how characters are written. It's got to be different. They like different writers and directors mm-hmm. every single week. This shit. That shit there, mm-hmm. we seen last week with the girl's face completely carved off. Yes. To seeing somebody's decapitated head, somebody's mother in a refrigerator. Some mm-hmm. shit that I've seen in Friday the 13th Part 2. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn. And the, <laughs> this is supposed to be white teenage girls supposed to be watching like this bro, is shit that belongs ours in Showtime. No, for real. Now, what makes this more gruesome for me is that you could easily show you know a decapitated head. I think they may have even done it on Riverdale, but the way this show has set up Alice's backstory, there's so much more weight to this. Like, there's one thing to be like, oh, there's a mystery, and we found we found this severed head let's figure out who this is but the way that you've built up alice's backstory and the shit she's been through and how dark the show has been at times to have her mother's head in there man that was a bold move Mm -hmm. that was um and the next move was as well because beth (laughs) walks her ass upstairs that shit was hard hard. i (laughs) Okay, so let's take a couple steps back. Uh, the Queen of Hearts walks into the house when Beth is a child. Uh, the dad, Cartwright, smokes, and she's like, well, don't walk up to me with no cigarettes. You're trying to kill me. I'm wearing oxygen. He's like, all right, my bad. She grows up in that house. We find a severed head. Beth takes her ass upstairs to where the Queen of Hearts is. She's on her oxygen, which, why was her oxygen, like, way across the room? Um... But she knocks off the top of it so the oxygen is seeping out. This motherfucker grabs a lighter, flicks that shit on, and uses the oxygen container as a flamethrower. Burns this motherfucker alive. I was like, yo, I don't know what just happened. Some MacGyver slash. Um, I don't even know how to describe it, Me man. Either. The fact that he took the lighter and used the oxygen tank yes. to. Burner, I was like, fam. Listen, not today, bitch. Not today. You got my mama's earrings, hoe. And the fact that she even burned her with them earrings, like, you know, it's one thing to be like, oh, those are my mom's. I know those hers. I'm sentimental. Let me get those. She's like, no, fuck this. Like, you and them earrings, if they collateral damage, if they got to burn, they going to burn. But, bitch, you going down. And that fucked me up. 
I did not expect to see that. Um, you had a whole opportunity to leave this place. Mm, she came and back. That right there led you to burn down the entire fucking house. Mm-mm. Yeah, she, she, Alice wanted to be fucked with. Um, and I'm wondering if this is the moment that we get of Alice, let's say a month before episode one of Batwoman. Like, is this, her doing this, is, where is this in, in chronological order to the beginning of the, of the season? That's what I want to know. Cause shit, like. Did you just like cut and dye your hair after you burnt this bitch up? And like, what what's going on, man? Yeah, I, I don't think it's long, too long after. Can't um, be, can't be. But man, so she does that shit and uh, bye bye, uh, mommy dearest. So Kate, right after, <laughs> is arguing or yelling at Cartwright. Um, he's telling the story about the mom and, you know, all the shit that Alice didn't been through. And Kate kills this nigga. Cartwright is dead at the hands of Kate. And um, I I think I like that. I think I like that. Um, she just need to act. She need to act that out a little bit better. And maybe that's I what it is. I was trying to laugh. <laughs> like, it was... I think it was one part whenever she, like, Knock some shit over. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like damn. Like you look like a twelve year old boy throwing a tantrum. Yeah, and and that's it. Yeah, and that she did feel like a child. And I don't know if it's just because Cartwright is a master manipulator or what, but I feel like she's been in more control than that. And I get the situation is very you know delicate. Um, I like that she killed him, but with you, I was like, mm, this nigga is tied up gaping wound in his neck and he's able to I guess get under your skin I don't know I, I'm, I'm gonna give him a benefit of the doubt but he's dead and she's on the floor trying to revive him and the great I, this is probably my favorite scene where no sooner is she like pumping on his chest trying to get him to come back alive but Jacob and Alice walks into the bar, which I'm thinking this is broad daylight. This, this ain't at night. This is it's light outside. Y'all just walking down the street when people think this motherfucker dead. Like, what? What is this? But wait, I thought it was daylight when they when Jacob left and they came back. It was nightfall. Oh, bro, this looks like daylight to me. Oh, now, let me. The windows. I went looking at the windows. At the scene when she was like choking him out. Mm-hmm. Okay. How, like, no, I'm I'm looking back. No, what it like. it looks like the shades are de- not the shit, but the okay. I can give you nighttime. I can give you that because it's like the the white blinds are down in this light. Like the windows ain't up, so it's not like you can see. So no, I give you that. I take that back. I give you that. That is nighttime. Even still, <laughs> Jacob trying to save this motherfucker and Alice gets to lay her ass like up under him like a daughter and says to him um you know something like face it dad both of your daughters are killers or something and I'm like bruh this is what this nigga get that's what he deserved no she said congratulations (laughs) daddy now both your daughters are killers that's what he get fuck him 
your wife did, two of your daughters are killers, and you don't even fuck with the other one. So, well, you got four daughters at this point because you fucking got a sick-ass relationship with Sophie where you made her your child too. So, there's that. But, motherfucking. Still not over that. You ain't about to sit here and and suspend me mm-hmm. and call my motherfucking parent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Snitch on my my personal life, and then call me back into like, I would never question your integrity. Yeah, fuck or you. Fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> fuck him, bitch ass. <laughs> hate that nigga. Uh, we go to the Luke and Mary Detective Agency where they're talking about you know, um, mommy dear is being burned alive seven years ago. That's about the time Cartwright disappeared. And this is probably my second favorite, if not like tied scene where Kate is outside the bar drinking. Um, I think she starts to text Sophie and Alice walks up and she's like, she says something like, yeah, we, we about to get rid of this body. Like this is a family affair. Like we come on. And uh, Kate can't believe it or she's not, I just like that, that even though we've been through all this shit for 14 fucking episodes, we still have to now work together to get rid of this fucking body because there's no way to explain this. Like, I'm Batwoman, so bitches already hate me. My dad was just locked up a couple months or weeks ago. You are a dead woman who everybody hated too. Like, it's there's no way we can come forward with the truth. So now we have to get rid of this body. I love that. I love it. Hmm. Yeah, man. This episode, this episode did it for me. This, this, I like this. It made me excited for the next episode. I, I really want to see what they pull. Disappeared. Huh? Mouse didn't disappeared. Yeah, he gone in the wind. Shit. Um. So what you what you thinking, man? How you feeling about this episode? How we feeling about the season so far? Um, this see, like the fact that it's at fifteen and is really is seven more episodes to go. They really gotta, hmm. they gotta hammer it down. Yeah, keep it this where it's going. Yeah, stay on this here. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Let this be the focus. Um, because it's like it's so many things that we have we haven't got any answers to. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out. The let me see. Episode eight. Yeah. Who the fuck is Sophia? Well, I know who Sophia is, but it's like you're not giving information. Hopefully, that'll come. And Sophia technically is a very important villain. Scarier than that? Well, not. Or I would say dangerous, not scarier than Alice, but I would say dangerous. Yeah. We haven't found out anything about that yet. Um, I I don't know. The, the season so far is okay. It's just, I feel like there's a lot that could have been left out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the focus should have been more about Alice. Yeah. Because I'm like, we've had one too many, uh, one you know, villains of the week. Yeah. Way too many. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Enough. But that could have been to fill in for Alice's backstory. Mm-hmm. You know, not to say that I'm with you. Um, I feel like 
a lot of shows do a villain of the week. And one thing that could have had Batwoman stand out a bit more was to take the soap opera approach or a or a drama series. We've said it before, like Executioner. You could have used that nigga the whole season or at least four or five episodes. What was it Tommy Oliver? No, that ain't it. What's the man's name? Hush. What's his name? Uh, Tommy Elliot, yeah. Elliot, not Oliver. You could have used him for four, five, six, seven episodes. Like, have some of these characters, have some of these arcs overlap in a way that ain't just, she fought the executioner this week and next week we're, I don't know, fighting Cat Lady and next week is Vampire Girl. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. I had a nerve to bring the man's name back up too. Mm-hmm. Right. You killed him or whatever. I don't know. I forget what happened, but y'all did something to him, goddammit. Uh, so who's who's your MVP of this episode? Um, fuck. I would <laughs> say uh, I'd say Alice. Ah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. No Sophie in this episode. Sophie wasn't even present like, at all. Just by a text message that didn't get sent. Like that was it. <laughs> Uh yeah, I'm I'm with Alice too. I think she, I think everybody did okay, but I think she again her anything to do with her backstory, she probably gonna just default to the favor for me, just period. Um, what about your least favorite? Who who got on your fucking nerves? Mm. You know, I would say I'm gonna just still say Jacob. Ah, good. Fucking. I don't see like. He could have relaxed on bum rushing through the door. Yeah, like when you, like it's not that deep. Yeah, no, I'm, I I picked the same. We in this mess because he's a fuck up as a dad. Like Catherine is dead. Like I know she the one who quote unquote got you away from your daughter, but nigga, everybody in, in your life, their life is shit because of you. Fuck Jacob, punk ass nigga. So, um, what about how many bats you rating this out of ten bats? How many you got? Um, I give a seven. Okay. Solid seven. Okay, okay. Close, close. I was at a six point five. Um Alice backstory episodes always gonna get a higher ranking for me, but overall the whole Mary phone call versus Luke thing was kinda odd. Um I don't know, again, Mouse overpowering Alice was kind of odd. I don't like Jacob at all. Uh, Kate, I don't think Kate is, I don't think Ruby Rose is a hard enough either actress or maybe in this role she isn't. But then again, I don't think she's written for me past her being a comic book character. So I can kind of let a lot of that go, but it feels like she don't have enough edge to her on some of these scenes and Oh, I'm sorry, 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 Kate. You know, she started knocking that shit over on the table. That shit had me in tears. <laughs> Man, I don't know. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, well, shit. That's that's pretty much it. I mean, you looking forward to the next episode, or what? We how we feeling about the next episode? Um, we'll see what happens. I haven't really see. I don't ever watch the promos. Yeah. So I go into it trying to see um you know i guess be surprised yeah 
Okay. Yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm with that because um, I don't... I think I may have watched it, but I honestly forgot what it was. Um, I'm completely blanking on it. But y'all listening, use it hashtag KIGPod when you're listening to this episode. Use it when you're live tweet on Sunday nights because we definitely be... Try to be in there because I definitely forgot and came in halfway through. <laughs> so I'm gonna try to be live tweeting this uh, next upcoming episode. Hell, we all on fucking worldwide punishment. So I mean, what the fuck else you got to do? Shit, hashtag uh, COVID Batwoman. I don't know, but um, but yeah, let us know. Um, let these folks know where they can find you and support you and listen to your other podcasts. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at I Sid Davis. Um, I have a podcast, which is The Social Introvert, drop every Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, regardless of this weak ass shutdown, we're still going <laughs> to get shows, regardless. Um, yeah, you can find this show um, on bynkradio.net forward slash podcast, and I'm everywhere you can get podcasts. Yes, indeed. Yes, yes, y'all. So, of course, that link will be in the show notes as well as mine. Carefree Blurred on Twitter, Carefree Black Nerd everywhere else. If you're listening to this episode, check the shows before and after this feed. Check out the other shows on the Carefree Black Nerd feed, stream, whatnot. Again, since everybody's on punishment, go back and binge some of the older episodes. Uh, Nice and Gotham podcast, Black Lightning podcast, uh, Carefree Black Nerd proper, uh, CBN movie night, uh, just a bunch of shit. Listen and, and talk back and all that good stuff. So, until next time, guys, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and stay the fuck away from Gotham. I cannot stress that enough. Stay the fuck away from Gotham. That is not a place for any sane individual, period.